Welcome to this episode of Planting Seeds. I'm Keith Jones, the preaching minister of the Calera Church of Christ, and I've prepared a short message from Scripture that's intended to be the planting of a seed that, if cultivated, will in time produce fruit in the lives of the listeners. Now, let's get started. And be gracious and give you peace. On this episode, we'll begin a study of the book of Galatians from the New Testament. If you have a Bible with you, turn to Galatians chapter 1 and follow along while I read. Paul, an apostle, not from men nor through man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead, and all the brothers who are with me. To the churches of Galatia, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to deliver us from the present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another one, but there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. For I would have you know, brothers, that the gospel that was preached by me is not man's gospel. For I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my former life in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God violently and tried to destroy it. And I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people. So extremely zealous was I for the traditions of my fathers. But when he who had set me apart before I was born and who had called me by his grace was pleased to reveal his son to me in order that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately consult with anyone. Nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me, but I went away into Arabia, and returned again to Damascus. Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to visit Cephas and remained with him 15 days. But I saw none of the other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. In what I am writing to you before God, I do not lie. Then I went into the regions of Syria and Cilicia, and I was still unknown in person to the churches of Judea that are in Christ." They only were hearing it said, he who used to persecute us is now preaching the faith he once tried to destroy, and they glorified God because of me. In this letter that Paul writes to the churches of Galatia, he is having to defend the gospel and defend himself against false teachers who have come in and, as Paul says, corrupted or distorted the gospel of Christ. He wants to make sure that they understand what they had received from him was pure and was from God, and that any distortion of that, even if it came from him or an angel from heaven, kept it from being the gospel of Christ. 
There's a good bit going on here in this first chapter, but what I want us to focus on in this episode is this idea of not turning to another gospel. Let's start with the meaning of that word gospel. It literally means good news and is intended to be a proclamation from someone that would delight the hearers of the message. Jesus, his apostles, his disciples all talked about his ministry, his death, his burial, his resurrection, his ascension to the right hand of God to be king of the universe as good news for mankind. Paul wanted to make sure that the churches in Galatia were not buying in to other things that people were calling good news, like their political leaders. The Caesars would often make proclamations about what was going to happen or what would happen in the near future, and they would claim that it was good news for the subjects of their kingdom. There was also the good news of the false teachers that Paul is directly addressing in this letter. Teachers who were saying to Gentile Christians that they weren't really Christians because they had not become Jews first, that if they would become Jews, then Jesus could be their king, and that was their good news. But Paul wanted to make sure that they understood that the good news he had was not a way to convince people to act like him or accept what he had always done. The good news he brought, he had actually received from Jesus and went directly against what he thought and imagined and expected up to that time. It was a good news that had been affirmed by the apostles, those who had been sent out by Jesus himself. And it was a good news that had been applauded by the Christians in Jerusalem. Paul wants all of his hearers to know that it is important to keep the gospel pure. If the news we received is different than the news that God revealed, it's not really good news. But Paul reveals even more about this good news. Uh, The way that we can discern the genuine good news of Christ from fake gospels or different gospels. Paul also lets us know that if the news we receive holds us captive rather than setting us free, it's not good news. He talks about the present age that he was in. It was an age where people submit to a deceiver rather than God is king. I can't help but think about our current circumstances in our society and how so many people are attracted to the personality of an individual here on earth rather than giving themselves wholeheartedly to Jesus as king. Paul was concerned about Christians in his time being held captive by the present evil age. We should be paying attention to the same thing in our time so that we're not held captive by the evil age that we live in. An age where human rulers feel that they have maybe the same status as God, that they can compel people to act a certain way or behave a certain way strictly by their edict. It's certainly what uh, Paul was going through in his time as he lived under uh, a maniacal dictator. But there are even times, I think, in our country where we feel like government is bestowing edicts on us as if they are the final authority. But ultimately, Paul lets us know that the, the issue with the age he was in was that it was an age ruled by people and their desires. And there were Christians who were buying into that and listening to the rulers and their desires rather than listening to God. 
and it was keeping them trapped in their sin. And a good news that holds us captive rather than setting us free is not good news. Paul describes it as a false gospel. Often people in our age will appeal to our desire for satisfaction, and they will claim all manners of shortcuts to getting there, uh, whether it is by adherence to a political party or achieving a certain uh, financial status, economic status, social status, that satisfaction comes in particular ways, and there are shortcuts to get there. Jesus himself was even tempted to do this by Satan. Remember when Satan came to Jesus in the wilderness, one of the things he tempted him with was to be the ruler of all the nations of the earth. That was what Jesus had come to do. That's what God had given Jesus to do as a purpose. And Satan told Jesus that he could make that happen. He could make him the king of the entire earth and he wouldn't have to die. All he had to do was acknowledge Satan and bow down to and worship him. God intended to make Jesus king, but it was going to come at a high cost. Satan offered Jesus a shortcut. Jesus, thankfully, uh, turned that down. But in our lives, I'm not sure that we always do. I think very often we see society offering us similar results to what God has promised us in the way of satisfaction. But we're eager to take the world's shortcut rather than to put in the work that God's given us. A false gospel will seem like a shortcut to satisfaction. A false gospel will also give us a false sense of freedom. And we'll think that we're getting to do what we want. But the consequences of those choices are often debilitating and destructive. It feels like freedom for a short period of time. But when it comes time to deal with the consequences, we find ourselves in a deeper hole than we ever imagined. True freedom comes from clinging to the gospel of Christ. Paul also lets us know that if the news we receive does not draw us nearer to the character of Christ and the heart of God, it's not good. He starts off by wanting to extend grace and peace to his readers and talks about the grace of Christ and the peace that comes from it. If the news we're receiving doesn't cause us to grow in grace and peace, it's not very good news. The problem we have in this regard so often is that we all seek affirmation. We want people to affirm us, to say we're doing a good job, to to notice when we get things right. But far too often, we look to people in places other than God to find that affirmation. Are we content with God's affirmation alone? Jesus was. Paul was. But there are others who need the attention and affirmation of people to feel good about themselves, and that can cause them to turn to a different gospel, a gospel that in the end is not good. See, if we're going to call ourselves servants of God, children of God, that means, above all, that our desire is to please God. If we're looking to please people rather than God, If we're looking to please ourselves rather than God, we've turned to a different gospel, and it's not good news at all. Paul also says that if the news we receive does not bless us with a rich, full life, it's not good. 
The results of the good news that of Jesus is that we get to live a rich and full life. Jesus said, I came to give you life and give it to the full. But many of us are living a troubled and distorted existence. We can't always figure out why we don't experience the peace or other blessings that Jesus promised to his followers. We're anxious, we're fearful, we're uneasy. How do we tap into those blessings that Jesus promised? Well, it's by accepting his good news. When we've accepted these different gospels that are promising shortcuts and can't deliver or promising satisfaction but don't really know how to achieve it, we are destined for a trouble and distorted existence. We can't experience the most of life because ultimately there are people who are trying to destroy God's work in an effort to build themselves up or to excuse bad behavior. They want to tear down what God does and what God promises, and they try to get us to buy into it as well. The problem is that's a different gospel than the gospel of Christ. It's not good news at all. What Paul wanted his listeners to hear was the good news of Christ, because it does bring grace and peace to all who accept it. Thank you for listening. You can find more of these messages on our website, calirachurchofchrist.org, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Twitter.